You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com. Welcome to episode 46 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Tia McNelly. I'm Jess Biondo. And I'm Michaela Hooper. This week, we are interviewing Shamira Parker, who is a speaker and an author and a champion for uncompromising self-care, which I just find so empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, She's all about empowering teen girls and women. She has an inspirational journal. She has books. um, And she's kind of everywhere right now. Mm -hmm. Don't you guys feel like we're watching her kind of take off right now yeah well and her voice and message is so timely and so powerful and not just for girls and women but i mean for men too her demographics yeah mainly women but guys listening out there don't turn us off like what she is saying about your identity in christ is Mm -hmm. true for all people absolutely being born boundless is for all of us Mm -hmm. amen to that well let's listen in here's shamira parker Hey, Shamira, welcome to The Collected Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you. I was wondering if you could start out today by telling our listeners about Born Boundless International, um, which is your organization, and then explain kind of how you ended up doing what you're doing now. Sure. So Born Boundless International uh, was formed to empower, um, really educate, and really reinforce with women and girls the fact that they were born boundless. Um, the fact that we came here without limits, that we are vast and powerful, and that we have the authority to do all things through Christ. And I really just want for everyone to walk in that identity and knowing that. And so I seek to go out and speak on that. I speak uh, all over. I teach workshops and I also do what I call gyms sessions, which stands for girls empowered mentally and spiritually. And that focuses specifically around the topics of self-awareness, self-image, self-care. And that's really meant to try to get the girls before they become women so that they know who they are as they grow into being a woman. Wow. That's amazing. How did you come up with this idea or what led you to starting this? Oh, yeah. So that's really all God. Um, I I can't take credit for any of that. Uh, having my own challenges, you know, um, walking through a life that didn't start out being so smooth and um, really struggling with that. I walked through depression. I walked through major life traumas and I started to really seek to understand why and what was happening. And um, I talked in another talk about um, unwritten and the unwritten piece of this speaks to an experience I had in my life where I was walking through depression and I actually attempted suicide. Um, and I actually survived and not because I really didn't mean it or it was a cry for attention. I really, really was done. 
Uh, but God really wasn't done. <laughs> and he saw fit for me to still live when mm. I really should have been dead. And from the moment that I woke up, up until now, it has been a myriad of things unfolding where I've begun to see God. I, I would see God in a different way where I never saw him before. And I began to pray and ask God through the other traumas that I experienced, who am I? Who am I in you? And and as he began to reveal to me my identity in him, it began to remove all the self-limiting beliefs. It began to change and transform my mindset. And I started to really identify other women who were going through the same thing. Um, crisis of not knowing who they were, um, being lost in their roles as mothers and wives and daughters and, you know, all the many roles that we take on and all the hats that we wear. And it became apparent to me, God gave me the revelation that we didn't, we didn't, not only did we not come here bound up by all the things that we've taken on or that have been placed on us, but that so many of us are walking in this way of not knowing, walking in this darkness with a shroud over us where we don't really even know who we are or who we were born to be. Yeah. Wow. You said that God started to reveal to you who you were in Him. I was wondering if you could share with us a little bit, what did He reveal to you? Some of those specific things to maybe encourage our listeners. Yes, absolutely. So the prayer that I prayed was, God, show me me through your eyes and show me the way that you see me. Mm -hmm. And I prayed it fervently. <laughs> um, and it, it, it was a prayer that I prayed for a long time. And what God began to reveal to me was that I wasn't a victim, that I was, even though things had happened to me, that I was still victorious. Hmm. So moving from being a victim to victor or being a, from being a victim to being victorious, he showed me in the spirit what I look like as a champion and not just, you know, having things happen to me. He showed me that I was powerful. He began to speak to me through the Holy Spirit about the weapons that he had given me through the Spirit and the authority that he had given us and that this wasn't just me, but that this was everyone. Mm -hmm. um, he began to show me that I was here to help set other people free. He began to show me that he created me and he molded me not to be here to just experience these things as they are, but to understand that every single thing that I went through and everything that I experienced would be something that would help someone else. It would be a testimony that would help someone else be free. Shamira, that is incredible revelation of who God is yeah. to you and, and who He is to all of us, really. I was just thinking as you were sharing, you know, we had the privilege of having you at the Collected Camp in June, and the things that you shared were so powerful, and I'm just getting a greater glimpse of why they were yes. so powerful, because God's truly brought brought you back to life. Like, he yes. has revealed himself in such a tangible way. And I'm wondering, like, when did God for you become more than just a concept, but he became a real living being, mm. you know, something that was tangibly real um, mm -hmm. to you in your life? Absolutely. That's such an amazing question. And 
I love that question because it gives me an opportunity to testify about Mm. the miracles that God is capable of, things that people don't, you know, (laughs) they might not believe are possible, Mm. but I'm actually living, walking proof of it. So in order to answer that, I have to go a little bit into what happened when I decided to end my life. So I was uh, suffering from depression and I was on medication and one of the medications, Ambien, uh, you use for sleep and it's a very, very powerful drug, but I actually, I took the whole thing at one time and I literally waited for the medicine to work. Like I waited for it to work. I know for sure I didn't call anyone. I didn't do any of that. And so for me to wake up in a hospital I didn't think, I didn't know. When I woke up, I I thought I was dead. And the woman explained to me that I wasn't. I was in the hospital. And in order to piece together what had happened, you know, I had to talk to other people. I ended up talking to my best friend. And she said, no, actually, you called me. And I remember saying that's impossible because I didn't know her number by heart. I didn't pick up a phone. Um, and she explained to me that when she, she, I, I, I called her and I stopped talking on the phone and it scared her. So she came over and she said the door was unlocked. And that was also unlike me because I didn't unlock doors. Like if I was there, I'm going to be safe. And I wouldn't have thought to do that. And what it took me years to realize from the time she told me that story when I was in the hospital to the time that I was in my early 30s was that literally God had reached into my darkness. When I had turned my back on him, when I had decided I was done with this life that he had given me, this gift that he had given me, I turned my back on him, but he said, no, not yet. And he reached into my darkness and he came for me. And he physically wheeled my body to do these things that I didn't consciously do. And that for me, the, I, I will never forget, I was in a church service and when I had the revelation and I saw it, it was almost like I had seen it. I, I had a vision of what happened. I saw myself and I just wept. I cried because I could not believe that God loved me that much and that he could do something like that. That was a real tangible miracle. That's not everyone's story. So he became real for me from that moment on. (laughs) And I began to just really talk to God in a new way because I started to go back and look at every single trauma, every single thing that had happened, the abuses, the different things that I went through And I was able to trace back his hand on me in those situations and how he pulled me through. I should have been a statistic. I really should have. I should not be here. I should probably have dropped out of school. There are a lot of things that I should have been that I'm not because God kept his hand on my mind. I have a sound mind. (laughs) He kept his hand on my heart. My heart is still tender. It's not hardened. He kept his hand on me in a way that could only be him. Wow, that's a powerful story. Ooh. Yeah. 
Nikki and I are both like, like in tears <laughs> over here. Oh, oh, wow. I, yeah, when I tell it sometimes, it just, it all over, I feel his love for me mm-hmm. and it is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Michaela mentioned that you spoke to our girls at Collected Camp back in June. And so now hearing your story, there's so much more power to your message. Um, and I was wondering if you could share a little bit of what you shared with the girls about the five finger promise. <laughs> I love the five finger promise. Okay. So I will say I cannot take full credit for this. It, it is actually something that they use at a lot of girls camps and um kind of like girls activities Mm -hmm. and they use it for the purposes of behavior and safety. Uh, When I saw it, I just thought it was so cool. And I thought, well, what if I take it and I use it for something else? And so that's what I did. So when you, um, you, you start off with the, the five fingers and it's a contract. So at the end of this, they will put their name on there and they'll say, I so-and-so, um, promise to do my best to uphold the terms of this of this contract so it's really cute um but the pinky is the weakest finger in the body technically it's supposed to be the weakest finger in the body and so what i did was i used that to represent our flesh because our flesh is weak and it fails us You know, sometimes we feel weak or powerless, you know, just to our feelings and our emotions. Sometimes those things can overtake us. And so I use that to represent that. And I ask them, what what are some of the ways that they can tap into God for strength? Because as we know, we don't do things in our own strength. When we try to, we fail, you know, and we have to tap into God for his strength. Mm. So then the ring finger represents commitment. You know, of course, this is where we wear our wedding, our wedding rings or, you know, if some of the girls maybe possibly had a promise ring. And so we wanted to talk about what our commitment was to ourselves. And the reason why that's so important for me to talk about with girls is because I really want them to start to understand how important it is to be committed to themselves, commit things to themselves and stick to it. And a lot of that, you know, when we talk about God is being rooted in our word and in our prayer life. And a lot of how we reinforce that is through that word and that prayer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to hear from God clearly is how he reminds us of who we are in him. So I asked them, you know, what's the one thing that you would change? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what's the one thing you would commit to yourself today to change. So we kind of walk through that. I don't know if you want me to go through each one of the fingers, but that was, those were two of the fingers. And then I had them cross their middle finger over their pointer finger. And I asked them what that was and nobody guessed it, but it was an R in sign language. And so that actually represents respect. And it's super important that we teach our girls really early to respect themselves. And what I found really interesting and what was really encouraging was that several of the girls knew exactly what self-respect meant. And not only did they know what it was defined, but they had actually walked it out 
in their friendships and relationships. So good. And so, you know, I asked the question, what does it mean? But they didn't have any problems answering that. And that, that just warmed my heart because there are a lot of girls unlike them that don't have respect for themselves and that are under the understanding that their bodies are temples and that they are vessels for Christ. And, you know, that the, the Holy Spirit resides in them, you know. And so um, then there was the pointer finger and that represented personal responsibility. Another one of my favorite. Uh, we don't want to give our power away to other people by not taking responsibility for our own decisions and choices. Mm-hmm. That's so important because that's something that when you walk through life and you encounter trauma or trouble, which will happen, a lot of times that trauma places people in a posture of being the victim. (laughs) And I was in that posture for a long time. That doesn't feel good. Being a victim or feeling like a victim really makes you feel like you're helpless. And therefore you are not standing in the power or the authority that God already gave you before he knew that was going to happen. And so personal responsibility really focuses on us not giving our power away to others, taking our own responsibility, doing what we can, making our own choices. And so I had them to give me an example of an area in their life where they knew that they needed to take more personal responsibility. And I love it because they didn't hesitate. They already knew that there were areas in their lives where they could and or needed to be taking more personal responsibility. Yeah, as you were going through this with, you know, our middle school and high school girls, as an adult, I needed to hear all of that too. And like, I could walk through those (laughs) steps and, you know, again, take back areas where I had given power away or, you know, just no matter what age we are, I Mm -hmm. think those principles Mm -hmm. are so powerful Mm -hmm. to helping us tend to our mind, body, spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and how totally. empowering for them, middle school, high school girls, you know, to be able to have that exposure and that that space to process. Um, yes. There's so much that we can learn from each other, you know, whether you're a teenager or those of us that are in our 30s and 40s and beyond. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was blown away by their revelation and what they were, you know, what they were um, taking in from your talk and the others that we had. So me too. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, were amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. So as Born Boundless has continued to grow and you've continued to walk in this truth in your own life, what are some things that you've maybe had to release in order to continue to allow God to grow you? Hmm. Uh, well, control is a big one. <laughs> um Releasing control and understanding what that looks like in a godly way, um, that looks like surrender and surrendering to God's will for my life instead of asserting my own. Um, Control was a big one. A lot of times when people have experienced a lot of trauma in their life, they seek to try to grab a hold of anything that they can to feel safe and secure um, but it's really an illusion. You know, it, it's it's a coping mechanism. And what I had to understand was that 
I was safe in his presence and I was safe in his will. And so it was changing my perspective and letting go of what I thought I was controlling, which I wasn't, and surrendering to him and his will. That was huge for me. Um, and getting to the place of trusting God enough to say, God, I only want your will. And, and I don't even have to know what it is. You know, I, I don't know what you want. You, you blow my mind every time. You know, I couldn't even conceive of the amazing things that you have for me. So what that looks like is I'm surrendering to you, your will, your heart, your desires for me so that I can have what you want for me. And I trust you that that's good. And that's huge for me because what I found was that I studied about why I had such a hard time trusting God. And I had a hard time trusting God because I didn't have my father in my life. So not having my father in my life or he was there and then he left my life. When kids grow up with a father, for instance, and he's there, they don't second guess that dad is going to be there. They don't second guess that if I fall, he's going to help me. You know, they just know it because daddy's going to do it. They don't wonder if daddy's going to feed them or clothe them or any of that. He is their provider and he, they know that. That helps facilitate a natural trust in God when you start to move towards understanding that from child to growing into an adult. And that had really been taken from me. And I, as I started to understand, I was like, that's why I'm having a hard time with this. I don't actually even know what it looks like to trust someone in that way. So I was having a hard time letting go of what I thought was control, which I felt was giving me security and safety because I'd never experienced it in that way. Guys, I something happened during Collected Camp and I got hooked on the green 14 bowl. <laughs> that new green wall bowl Ooh, has- what's be- in it? It is so good. It's become kind of like a regular lunch for me. Well, so it's like spring mix base and then it's got, you know, obviously like quinoa in it and then goji berries and hemp seeds and hard boiled egg and avocado, feta, walnuts. And then you can get any kind of their delicious dressing. And I prefer the green goddess dressing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's my favorite too. It keeps me full. Like I almost can't finish the salad. Like it's very satisfying, which come on, salad's Sometimes they aren't very satisfying. Yeah. And then, like, I really don't get hungry for a few hours, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a healthy portion. Like, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot mm-hmm. of substance to it. So, right. if you are looking for a great way to energize your body and um, fill a great meal, that is, that's your, that's one of your options. Just clean one. juice. Yeah. There are other bowls too. There's the Yummus Bowl, the Popeye Bowl, and you can also do a Greenwalk combo. So for like $17.95, which is a pretty good deal, mm-hmm. and racks up the points if you use your app for rewards, mm-hmm. um, you can get a cold-pressed juice and a salad. That is that is a strong deal. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Go grab yourself some clean juice. So, Shamira, how do you, like, as you've just shared that, how do you 
your your heart and your mind and how do you you know even just cultivating space to to -hmm. gain revelation of the truth of god being your heavenly father like how Mm -hmm. do you tend to those different parts of who you are that's such a great question um and i'll i'll answer first by what i'm known for now i'm a self-care lady so i have to say a lot of uncompromising self-care. Um, that's big. I had to get really uncompromising about my self-care. And when I say that, I mean, I had to take a stand for myself and set some boundaries so that I was able to take care of myself so that I can do everything else that I need to do for everyone. And so with self-care, The reason why I use that to tend to my heart and my spirit is because self-care is so far reaching. Like there's so many different elements of things that you can do (laughs) that, you know, are self-care. One of them is protecting my time. I was not giving myself the time. I was giving my time away to everyone and everything. And I wasn't even protecting it for God. So I didn't have the ability to take that time with God and get peace, you know, ease into my day with peace. So that was a major part. Starting the first hour of the day, I'm in my word and I'm in my prayer time. That is so essential for my heart, my mind, my spirit, and every part of me. I can't be me now. (laughs) I can't be this version of me without having that time. So I do that. And, you know, the other thing is just really taking care of myself and pouring back into myself. I do things that give me joy. You know, I do a lot of reading. Um, I make sure that I'm taking care of myself in other ways, whether that's my health, keeping up with doctor's appointments, whether that's just it's for me, self-care and self-love. It sounds kind of like a, a buzzword at this point because so many people are saying it. So it kind of takes away what people think it is, but it's so many things. I would say the biggest piece for me are boundaries because I had to train other people because I had not given those boundaries. I had not put them in place. And as I started to train other people on how to treat me and to give me the space that I needed to have my time to meditate and just sit in God's presence and soak in his presence, that was when I started to feel like, okay, I'm feeling more like myself. This is how I keep my heart where I need my heart and keep my heart in alignment with God's heart. That's so good. Mm. So, so good. And and you said something at camp that really stood out to me. I think it was you. that You, you talked about um, boundaries being a gift, yes. um, being a gift to other people. And yes. I think sometimes we look at it as, boundaries as a selfish thing and mm-hmm. in a way it is but in it not in a negative way right it's a right. it's a gift and that was so profound to me when you said absolutely. that absolutely and you know that that actually comes from a Kim Honeycutt quote yes yes um so that's something that she said uh may have been like a year ago or so maybe a year and a half ago And I read it and I was like, I need to blow that up and put that on my wall (laughs) because it is a new way to look at boundaries. You know, boundaries are a gift that I give to you, you know, as grace for our relationship, our friendship, 
I think people want it to seem like it's a selfish thing. And honestly, I don't think it is. I don't think it's selfish at all because yeah. it helps each person in that relationship navigate the, the relationship in a way that is respectful and mutually beneficial, which is what we need and want in all of our relationships anyway. Yeah, that's good. You know, and so it's changing and shifting how we see boundaries. They kind of have this negative connotation, but in all actuality, they are necessary. They're necessary in every area of our life. I mean, we even have to go to work and put boundaries down. Right. You know, you have to because boundaries help people understand how to treat you. It's almost like, you know, artists and things actors and artists they have these things called writers and the writer is the thing they send ahead to say okay here's the things that I want and I need (laughs) yep (laughs) and in preparation for my coming you know no we don't get to do that in our our relationship so this is a form of that (laughs) this is what I need (laughs) that would be funny (laughs) (laughs) so I just you know and I wanted the girls to get comfortable with that idea especially as young women it's so important yes and it even just be in them understanding that boundaries begin even in your friendships one of the girls gave that example Mm -hmm. that you know a friend was not treating her well and you know she set her boundaries and she decided to walk away from that friendship because her friend was not treating her well right that was really mature I did not have (laughs) that when I was her age so getting comfortable with that helps with the self-respect piece. It really does. And that's so important for our girls. Yeah, that's really good. And I mean, girls, boys, men, women, all of, any age. Yeah. All of yes. us. So, so important. Um, we're almost out of time. But before we go, there was one more thing that you said that I cannot get out of my mind because it was such a powerful picture of this idea of boundaries and self-care and releasing control. And um, I was wondering if you could share this um, kind of image you had relating to origami. Oh, yeah. So origami. (laughs) Was that for a leading question? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. So literally in the middle of the night, God woke me up. The Holy Spirit woke me up with an idea to teach about origami and God and, and, and how, if you think about the art of origami, it is literally folding a piece of paper and it requires multiple folds in order to get to the finished product. But in the process of folding, you're folding and you're unfolding. (laughs) And with each fold and each unfolding, a new pathway is created. And, you know, when I think about how God is with us, when I think about how he operates in our life, and this is, this is the molding, you know, the folding and the unfolding, the things that we go through and the little pathways that are created that we don't even know are going to lead us to this end result. And I just think it's so powerful when you think about it and you look at that piece of paper as you're folding it and, you know, just even the intentionality of each fold. Every fold has a purpose and you don't always know it and you can't always see it while you're folding it and creating, you know, this thing, whatever you're doing, whether it's a bird or whatever it is, 
you don't really know what it's going to lead to. You don't really know how it's going to play out, but it's all important Mm -hmm. and it's all taking you to this, you know, this, this end result. And I really think of us as the paper and God, (laughs) you know, doing the folding, you know, we are being folded and unfolded and molded. And, you know, I just really love that illustration and how it plays out in our life. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. This idea that nothing is wasted. Yeah. And sometimes a fold that may have felt painful is something that we're going to need to get us to the finished product later on down the road. And sometimes origami takes forever. Yes. But but the end product is really stunning. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's amazing how people can do that in such a, like they do origami so quickly but like mm-hmm. a lot of times the process is long, but the end result is, is, um, is breathtaking a lot of times. So, um, Shamira, before we let you go today, are there any practical resources, books, anything like that, that you could leave our listeners with today as they are also, you know, trying to set up healthy boundaries or walk in their true identity or just kind of figure out these concepts of born boundless? Sure. Well, of course, I'm going to recommend my inspirational journal, and it's called Boundless by Birthright, Mm. um, because it is a reminder, you Mm -hmm. know, that we were born that way. It is our birthright, it is our absolute right and authority in Christ. Um, And this journal, um, it's just a really cool way uh, to walk through that. So it's kind of like, uh, half journal, half coloring book, half, it's a lot of things in there. I've got some coloring sheets and I've got some affirmations, which I call proclamations. And I go through power words, which remind people, um, of who they are. Mm. Um, so I would absolutely recommend that. Um, I, I'm a reader, so I can give you a long list of books, but one that I'm reading right now, and I'm actually reading it again for the second time is a book called understanding the purpose and power of prayer by Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, Prayer has to be the pinnacle of our lives. It has to be in there in staying close to our identity in Christ, Um, staying rooted, um, building the root system, which is so important when we think about trees trees stand you know the the trees that stand are the ones with the deepest root system and they're not easily uprooted so our root system in christ needs to become like that in order for us to always stay close to knowing who we are and how boundless we are in him and i really believe that prayer is pinnacle the pinnacle of that Um, the communication with God, but not just talking to him, but sitting in his presence and allowing him to talk to you and reveal to you and show you, you through his eyes, because we see ourselves as a work in progress. We see ourselves as imperfect and we're able to see everything wrong with us, but God, he sees us as a complete work because he sees what he created. He knows where you are supposed to be and who you will be. And so, that's I, I think that's that would be my my biggest recommendation um, is prayer and working on that and understanding the power of it. Mm. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, Myra. This was was so good. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. Boundless by birthright. That is what I'm talking about. Born free, baby. Yeah. I love it. Man, I I really didn't know um, so much of Shamira's story. I mean, we've had a few coffees and um, she came to camp, but I had had no idea about her suicide attempt and um, her miraculous saving in that. Um, What a story. Mm -hmm. Wow. And how amazing that God took her back Mm -hmm. to those moments, even before that, of where he was. Yeah. Um, You know, just being present to her in some really challenging times in her life, but then also how in that moment he was revealing how he was, he was like there to protect her and to rescue her. Yeah. That's, I mean, we don't all get that gift of being able to go back and visually see in the spiritual realm what God has done. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I just found that to be incredible. Well, and I, I almost felt, I felt this challenge in myself to, you know, just to even ask the Lord, like, create that space in me, give me eyes to see even like how you have been in moments where I didn't feel like you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, because I believe like, I believe he can show us that. And so as she was talking, I was like, wow, like I want to go back to some moments Mm -hmm. where maybe I questioned him being there or maybe thought, yeah, I thought he wasn't there. And just to ask him to show me like where he was in the midst. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And to ask him to remind us like, God, how do you see me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, when Shemaya was talking to our girls, she spoke these words over them, and she mentioned that in Boundless by Birthright, she there's affirmations in there, and I think she called them like powerhouse. Power, power words. Power yeah. words. And I wrote down some of the things that she spoke over our girls, and I just want to speak these words over our listeners today, too. Like These describe you, mm-hmm. even if you don't feel like it. This is who you are in Christ. You are powerful brilliant, worthy, carefully crafted, a game changer, a mountain mover, creative, uniquely designed, and boundless. That's so good. Um, And so don't place restrictions on yourself today. Like in the Lord, you are those things. Even when you don't feel it, it is still truth. Yeah, Yeah. and if you're feeling bound this week, if you're feeling bound by something, by sin, by... um, being in the position of being a victim and wanting to find victory in that, um, we would love to pray for you. Mm-hmm. If there's something that that you can invite us into to partner with you in prayer, please email us at hello at collectedworkshops.com. Mm-hmm. We sure do appreciate you guys joining us every week. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find the Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Collected Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. 
You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at The Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the Collected Podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early, music by Asaf Alon.